Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 337. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we embrace the Taint Week, which is the crudest name for it, um, but it is the week between Christmas and New Year's, where we nevertheless have a show. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and we have been banking just really phenomenal conversations uh, with our many just glittering, fantastic guests um, low these past months uh, so that we can give you a wonderful Taint Week episode. <laughs> so um, please enjoy this next topic. We read a piece in Yahoo Life from Suzanne Hayes that asked the question, should you let your child quit a sport? And to get to the bottom of this, I'm joined by comedian and podcast host and just all-around extraordinarily wonderful woman, Judy Gold. Hello. Hey, Judy. And, and mother of a college athlete. Is ex- which is ex- oh. part of the reason I picked oh. this topic. And I'm also joined by comedian and just the most ever delightful comedian, Saba Agarwal. <laughs> hey, Saba. Hi. Okay, so, Saba, do you have kids? No. No, you don't uh, have kids? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you can, uh, I have a child who's not yet of age to be quitting things. Um, <laughs> you don't have a child, and Judy, you have two, two. kids, right? Two kids. Two. Yeah. So, Judy, let's start us off here. You have children. Did they ever now? And you are they both athletes or just one of them? You know, Henry, my older one, he was a soccer player, 
and he loved baseball. Um, but then he was like, I don't want to play soccer anymore. And I was like, it's too bad because you're really great at it. Um, and he loves he loves basketball. I, I was the parent who would take them out to play. So, um, yeah, Henry kind of gave up. But what's interesting now, he's 26. He just turned 26. And he started playing in a softball league. Um, and we used to go to all his baseball games. He went from soccer to basketball to baseball. Um, Ben, and I had this situation with Ben. So Ben, um, is, uh, a college athlete. He's wants to go pro. He just played in the Maccabee games in Israel, the Israeli Olympics representing for the United sport? States, uh, for basketball. He's oh, six, cool. he's six, That's really cool. seven and a half, six, eight. Oh, oh wow. Um, and I have, we have gone through ups and downs with him. Um, he was playing at a division one school, then he transferred to another division one. And then after that was like, I don't, I don't love it. I don't know if I love this. And he said, I want to go to therapy and figure it out. Um, that's so, actually I, really reasonable. That, yeah. So and he did. And he now plays division three and he regained his love for it and wants to, you know, go pro overseas or whatever, you know, but I feel like as a parent, you know, I, I am not a quitter. I, I've been doing stand-up comedy since I'm 19 years old. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to be, be 60. Stop. You don't look, you don't look a day over many years before that, whatever okay, the right good one, Nagin, good one. <laughs> But I'm not a quitter, but I'm also not someone who wants my kid to be miserable. And I think if you have to talk it out, why do you want to quit? And you have to realize, is this about you and seeing all the parents? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a whole social thing. You right. make so many yeah, so friends for your kids, you know? And did you, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I have a friend who has three daughters playing soccer in di- three different, uh, whatever, oh. leagues or age yeah. groups or whatever. So she's sort of losing her mind because it's so much coordination. Oh, bad. Um, But what what was your experience? Was it, like, fun for you? Well, it was fun, and then when it got really competitive, and we had to drive to Connecticut and Pennsylvania, right, right, and right. Maine, it was a schlep. And you know, when he yeah. was playing in AAU, but yes, it it coordinating it and having I have I literally have a friend um, who purposely didn't sign her kids up for any sports because they didn't want to get up early on the weekends, and that's it. They <laughs> deprived their kids. They're like, "We'll go to a museum." Um, that's hilarious. I know. So, but yeah, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of coordination and it's a lot of money. You gotta, you know, you gotta pay for uniforms and fees and hotels. And I mean, also the same same is probably true. I mean, not to this extent because there isn't as much travel, but the same is kind of true for like, if you're in choir, if you're in drama, there is an after school element where the parents have to be involved because there's a pickup, Mm -hmm. there's a drop up, there's like stuff that happens, right? Um, So, but did you ever have a moment where you were doing a thing, you don't want to do it or whatever? Like, does any of this ring true from your own childhood? Um, Yes and no, um, because like my family was never super athletic. Uh, so yeah, I mean, my either. dad, my dad ran marathons, but it like fucked up his knees. So like, I don't know if that was like a positive thing. Yeah. Oh, you same. too. Yeah, I have a knee replacement. I gotta get the other oh, one. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, we can't get him to get one. He just hobbles around the neighborhood no, like a stubborn horrible. old man. You I'm gotta like, get it doing? done. I'll talk to him. I know. <laughs> 
But uh, I had that with academics. Like, I remember not wanting to be valedictorian. My high school is one of the most competitive in the country. Um, and like they took- okay, I gotta go vomit. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but they literally they took away the title of valedictorian because kids were killing themselves and shit. So wow. Um, yeah, it was that competitive, and I didn't want to be. I never cared about school. I never was like super into it. It just kind of became my personality because I was good at it. And then there was so much pressure from my family. And I remember telling my mom I wanted to take one less AP class and her turning around in the kitchen and going, what are you going to do, stay home and make babies? And I was like, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the alternative. Is that in your act? Because that no, is hilarious. And <laughs> right away. That's hilarious. But it was it was bad. It was like, and because of that, I didn't go Ivy. I refused to go Ivy League or even apply to an Ivy League school because I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this environment. I don't care about academics. And it like genuinely made my life a living hell. And then I ran as far away as I physically could from academia. I'm like talking about dicks on stage now. And no, I'm like, you got to do that. That's such a funny bit. <laughs> I know. There's a lot. I got to. There's a lot. My mom is endless childhood trauma that I have to <laughs> unpack on stage in front yeah. of tons of but, strangers. But it's like, I wonder, I honestly wonder if she hadn't created that environment for me, if I had just gone into like physics and bioengineering, because I genuinely did love it. But because there was so much pressure on me and it was so toxic, I ended up like so fucked right. up that I became right. a performer. I mean, I think the interesting thing is one some you know some of the there was a um a therapist that they uh interview in this piece and it's sort of like you have to let the kid talk it out because if of you're putting course. pressure you're going to get undesirable outcomes for everybody right like maybe you would have been the best physicist of all time we don't know because the pressure kind of created its own outcome mm -hmm. um but like which is very lucky for the world of comedy but like <laughs> i think you know in terms of it, it's interesting i mean I, I i was one of those kids like i've i've said this before like i i was a kind of a self-cleaning oven i just like i knew what i wanted to do my parents were like she seems like she's just doing a lot and like bringing home the perfect grades all the time like they didn't have to get involved because i oh, was wow. so thoroughly on top of it and um it, interestingly i do I, on the opposite end i do wish they had been more like encouraging about sports because I mm. never did sports. And then as a result, I also felt really awkward about sports. And then I think kind of hated my body for a lot of years in a ways that I didn't, in ways that oh, I didn't please. need to, Talk, like I would have oh. been more com, like yeah. I would have been a lot more comfortable. I mean, I, hating your body is a very, is like as American as apple pie. So in that <laughs> way, I'm very normal and very patriotic. But um, <laughs> I, I feel like it would have been great to do a sport because I had such a, fear of getting it wrong that I didn't do it and part of that was just like a fear of being physically right. in the in the embodied yeah, because they sports. you know it's a whole thing about like I was a music nerd so I was in the band marching band I was in the orchestra I was a I majored in music uh I played piano like I was that was my thing because I tried out for the basketball yeah. team in seventh grade and the teacher said I was too tall for the team and it wouldn't be fair to the other oh, players. What? Okay. Yes. Swear to God. Um, Makes and no sense. Even, and I, and I, 
Every, like all through high school, people are like, oh, you, know, you should be on the volleyball team, basketball team. But I'm 6'3". Well, I'm 6'2 now because I had the knee replacement. Anyway, but the point is that I tried to get my kids um, into music. I gave them lessons. I gave them piano lessons, saxophone lessons, clarinet lessons, everything. No interest. And it really killed me. But I let them go. You know, they love sports and you learn so like being in an orchestra, you're all it's togetherness and you have a part and you're part of a bigger thing. And I think, you know, people who play team sports really learn about leadership and teamwork. And it's really, you know, it's good emotionally. Yeah, as well. And I I haven't dealt with this yet because my kid is is only three, but um, I do think part. My knee-jerk reaction in reading this was just like, oh, well, you can't let someone put anything in the middle of it. Like that I wouldn't if – she, if she had a game and she was really upset from that game and she's like, I want to quit, I would be like, we just – this is the middle of the season. Yeah, you we wait, just can't – we have out. to wait. You, you have to play. wait it out. And yeah. then if and if you still feel that way next year, you know, then we can revisit the topic in a way. <laughs> but I can picture myself being – a little, pr- I can. Uh, I gotta be honest. I, I can picture myself being a little pressury, just because right. I was so pressury to myself. Yeah. Um, I can picture myself being a little bit like, no, it's good for you. Do it. Like I don't know. Right. You were gonna say, Saba. Oh no, I was gonna say, yeah. No, I feel like I'd have because that's my intrinsic instinct is to be even when I'm like watching my uh a friend's kid or something like I'm very much I still have my parents programming and I was like oof that's bad that's not how you raise a kid but I'm like super disciplined you have to achieve I'm like that's not healthy or good (laughs) and uh... I it's funny that you mentioned body images because that actually I mean I don't think I genetically would have had a great sports career anyway but when I was little I wanted to be Mia Hamm because I remember watching those Gatorade commercials with her and Michael Jordan and she'd be like I can do anything you can do better and I'm like yeah yes we can I was like, <laughs> <this> little, <laughs> little I was like that's right especially because like you know um, my household was kind of like there were some weird issues around like gender and what you can and can't do. So Mia Hamm was like this revolutionary figure to me. Um, So I wanted to be like her and I was pudgier as a kid and they always make the pudgy kid play goalie. And I was like, I don't want to be goalie. I want to be like uh, Mia Hamm. I want to be running around. And they're like, you take up more space, you go in the goal. I don't know what their thinking was, but I, I ended up getting an eating disorder when I was younger. And then I put on like way more weight which like inhibited me from like performing well and then when I finally got my body healthy and in shape again it was almost like too late because like high school athletes are so competitive so competitive and these kids they've been going to camps they've had some of them have had professional trainers and I'm like yeah I was like damn you have to get invited you get invited I can't tell you how many Camps he went to, college campuses for like two weeks, and they just, you know, work you to the bones. Yeah. And you play these games, and that's where all the coaches see you. It's, it is, uh, it is unbelievable. It's a really huge commitment. And I, I feel bad. I mean, I have huge body issues because I have a huge body. Um, (laughs) And it was so hard being this gigantic person not playing sports. You know, Mm. that's, and it was like, why aren't you playing sports? It's, and, and it's, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I wish you guys were able to watch um, Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs uh, play their against you know each other. against each other. When I I watched it, what as they a call that little game? Girl. The Battle of the Sexes game, the Battle of the Sexes, and I I remember it as a little girl and. 
ju- and then when 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 Billie Jean King won, and I've met her, uh, she's the most amazing person. But you know, I think of you. I mean, we were like girls didn't do. There was nothing mm-hmm. for us. There was no Title Nine. You know, it was. And to watch this woman beat him, it was it was the most incredible moment I at for a little girl like you with Mia Ham, you know. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, let me know where are you on this issue. Are you the kind of parent that's like slightly pressury, as I have inklings that I will be, but I'm gonna be really like nice and listening and <laughs> no, you're not. telling my kids you just wait you just wait you have no fucking idea what's gonna happen i have no idea so, i have no idea they have I no love idea how it's who are like, and then they're gonna blah 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 and you're like no i'm like no they're not they're not gonna listen to a fucking thing you say just wait just wait <laughs> cool so parenting is so cool it's cool it's so cool 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 um all right folks uh let me know what you think Thank you guys for doing this show. It was so fun. Thank you. Thank no, you. So oh, nice fun. to meet you, Saba. You're yeah, Saba. nice to meet you. Oh, thank you. I mean, obviously, I know who you are, so this oh. is super cool. Oh, <laughs> I would love for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow you both in all the things that you do. Saba, where do they do that? Um, go to my website. It's just s-comedy.com, and it has all my social media, my album, my web series, everything. Um, if you want to look me up directly, you can just search my name, S-U-B as in boy, H-A-H, but it's way easier to remember S-Comedy. <laughs> S-Comedy, immediately download this album. Uh, if if uh, her performance on this podcast is an indication, <laughs> it will be excellent. Um, and Judy Gold, where do they find you and all the stuff you do? You know, I have a website, judygold.com. And then... I have a podcast called Kill Me Now, which is wherever you can get your podcast. <laughs> and then I have my social media, which is Ju- at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, because I'm a Jew. Um, and all my dates. And buy my book. Yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble, um, which is soon to be a one-person show. And we're going to take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll continue. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, educational app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. 
to unsubscribe. You don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the apps features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. back and we're ready for this next topic join me today are the wonderful podcaster comedian writer and actor extraordinaire adam conover hello also joining us today is the wonderful podcaster of the show the stacks it is tracy thomas hey tracy hi um so today we're gonna dive into the world of dating it's one of my favorite topics uh we dive into it every now and again in our cracker jack producer andrew found this very interesting phenomenon called the breakup school um and i guess this shouldn't have been a surprise to me but there is such a thing as the breakup school had you either of you heard of this phenomenon no never no Never heard of such uh, a thing. You need to hang out more with Andrew, I think is what's going on. So there's a couple of, of apps that are supplying this service. There's something called the no contact rule, which focuses on detoxing from an ex. There's a place called RX Breakup, which digs into the psychology of breakups. There's a pep talk driven breakup boss. There's something called men. We read a piece actually in Cosmopolitan where the writer did the program, the mend program, which is like a wellness and mental health service with self-guided heartbreak courses that consist of 390 audio training sessions that address every aspect of a split 390, which felt like like 387 too many to me. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. and by the way, Mend is two hundred and seventy five dollars. Now, I guess I don't know if you so you neither of you know that this service existed. If it had existed in one of your more painful breakups, um, is it something that you would have indulged? <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. think so. No, I mean. <laughs> No, I don't. What does the service do? It just says like, hey, you got to get over it. What what do they do? What is what is the service offered? Oh, better not text them. Like, what is the. I don't know. Tracy, what did you would you do? 
I'm a no on this as well. Um, but I also have not dated in so long that I don't even remember my most painful breakup at this point. My most painful breakup is every day when I wake up next to my <laughs> husband and I'm like, this again. No, just kidding. <laughs> I love him dearly. Um, but no, I I I can't imagine. I think maybe if you're like heavily dating, like you're like in a dating phase of your life, you're going through people left and right breaking up, making up, whatever. Maybe you'd need it because $275 like over the course of 10 breakups is just like $27.50 a breakup, you know, easy installments. <laughs> so like maybe that makes sense. But if you're like, if you're like old like me and washed, like I don't know that I I need it. I have therapy already. Like it's more expensive and more personalized. So I don't know. It seems like a hard no for me, but if it works for you and it's helping you not feel sad and bad about yourself, which is ultimately the goal of life, then happy for you to find men. Tracy, you said the magic word, which was therapy. Right. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing that everybody ver- needs. A version of what all of this is offering, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I'm sure it's not offering actual therapy. Go to see an actual therapist yeah. um, who can talk to you about, you know, your, like, it, that is what a therapist does. You talk to them about your difficult emotions and they give you tools to help you deal with those difficult emotions. That's like, at least in my case, that's like 90% of therapy. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, and the, by the way, this person's a trained professional, not some app. Like I, I'm one of the reasons I'm happy I haven't dated in 15 years is the number of bullshit services that are constantly being rammed down the throats of people who are dating in order to try to solve their dating problems. Because when you're dating, you're just like, God, it's horrible. Someone save me. And so all these services are like, pay us $10 a month and we'll give you a, a list of eligible blah, blah, blah. It's like none of that shit fucking works. You just need to live in misery until you randomly stumble into meeting a person who is the right match for you. And it, there's no way to speed it up. It just eventually happens, <laughs> right? And you're going to be unhappy until you do. <coughs> And all these services are just leeching off of people who, who you know, are desperate to escape their misery, but none of it works. Uh, and that's my take on dating apps and breakup I, you know, apps. Inter- I don't know. Okay. I, I, what am, can I say something mean? I, part of me feels like, do these people not have friends? You know what I mean? Okay. That's my Nagin, here's the thing I've discovered. People don't have friends. Yes. That's actually a true thing. That is this is this is something that I have been struggling through for the last 5 years since I started making this podcast that my show about books that people will come to me with the craziest things unprovoked and leave them in my DMs and I'm like, "Don't you have a friend for this? I don't know you." And it turns out people don't have well, friends. And so I, all of this stuff right. is to help people who don't have friends or a community or close enough friends or close enough friends they trust or whatever. But like people don't have friends. This is true as a matter of social science. If you look yeah, at the number. Men, yeah. specifically men. Yes. Men are down I friends. I love, mm-hmm. when, this is a weird thing to say, but I love when my friend is going through a breakup because I'm like, ooh, let's talk about it. Yes, I want to shit on the person that you broke <laughs> up with. I'm, I'm there for that. I will totally fucking, I'll tell you I never liked them. I'll tell you that they sucked. I'll tell you the ways they sucked. I, like, I just feel like, this is if you feel like you have some maybe not clear and distinct friendships, a breakup isn't a terrific time to formalize those friendships because I think people love shit talking 
through a breakup, like through someone else's breakup. It's just, it's, it's a pastime. I'm going to be honest. And some of these things just feel like, you know, it's like one of the, here's a sentence from that piece about this service that in addition to providing a 24 hour, 24 seven source of support, that's quote, essential in reducing feelings of isolation. The program also gives users the tools they need to establish a healthier romantic future. Now, my question is why do they have feelings of isolation? Like go get your friends in order so we can reduce these feelings of isolation through friends and your friends will be the support that you need. You know what I mean? Like I went through, I had friends for every breakup. Like that's how I did breakups. Uh, and in fact, it was a fun, I mean, even though I was sad and miserable, it was a fun time because my friends would be like, we're going to go and get wasted, right? It was like, the, it was like the healthy way of dealing with a breakup is that you go get wasted with your friends. Um, so, But people don't have friends. Spend yeah. $275. Our entire, society is, <laughs> our entire society is structured to break up friend relationships to, to, between people to keep them isolated, to keep them lonely, oh. to keep them like alienated oh. from their communities. A lot of people don't have a choice, especially, I mean, you live in New York City. You can go walk down the street and just like, oh, hello, you're my friend. Let's go into the that's bar that's right there. A lot of people yes. like li live in a town of 500 people where they live a two mile drive away from the nearest person. And, you know, they talk to their cousin on the phone once a month and that's their whole social relationship. Right. But they're going to the same like supermarket every, you know, every time they're going to the same coffee shop every time, like the people and the things that are in those small towns are your friends, right? Like it doesn't matter. I, I get that I live among 9 million of those people, but like, I still think when you're in a small town, like they don't you... run into people at the store anymore. Like it's, uh, they're shopping on Amazon. Like it's meet it's your unfortunately... neighbors, meet your neighbors. Do not spend $275 on like organizing a potluck or whatever with your neighbors and that's how you get through i don't know even if your neighbor is three miles away and you're in a, some rural community or whatever like meet your neighbors um i th this was my i again it it's it's interesting because these services want to retain the state the state that you guys are talking about of our our friendless state as opposed to giving abandon all of this and spend $275 on how to make friends, right? Like, who is doing that? On a trip to New York to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, in your own town. Okay, but I will, do, I will talk about quickly some of the things she got out of, the writer got out of this, um, this service. Lesson number one, you don't need to know why your relationship ended, which I actually thought was good because I spent a long time being like, what did I do? Or why didn't this work if I was the dumper? You know, like um, I, I spent a lot of time. Did you guys ever in your reach back into the 40 years ago when you were dating, um, did you ever overly fixate on the question of knowing why your relationship ended? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that's a, uh... Uh, I, I think it's impossible not to not to think about that, but it's really an answer that you need to find for yourself, yeah. you know, as opposed to an answer you need to get from the other person. I think that's the mistake a lot of people make is that like you just need to find your own story to tell about it that lets you sleep at night, you know. Um, and, and that, that's my version of, of what that woman learned. I assume that was there, woman, it, woman. I, I believe it is a woman. Um, there's another lesson she had, which was it's okay to be okay, which something it's, it's something that spoke to me. I 
would feel like there was most of my breakups. I felt bad for like a couple of days, but then by day three, I was like, Hey, what's going on? I'm totally fine. Yes. Oh no. Right. I am. Yes. I did break up. So let me take a moment to like, feel bad. I, I was like, felt like a monster that I didn't feel more terrible. Um, and as opposed to just like, yeah, that person just, that person just wasn't right for me and like bounced right back up. Like it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so I had a, some weird moments where I was like, oh, I should feel worse. Let me act like I feel bad because I think that's expected of me. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that. I haven't. Okay. I, I, ha- I, ha- I don't know. I don't, I don't. Know. I mean, I, you know, my, my last breakup, which was over 15 years ago now, uh, before I started, uh, dating the woman that I, who I've been with for like 14 years at this point. Um, I, uh, I, I, I didn't break up with her, but I was like, trying to end the relationship without re- without knowing that I wanted to yeah, end it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And eventually the woman I was dating was like, we had like a, a long, weird conversation fight that wasn't clear. And the next day she called me and she was like, I think we should break up. And I was like, oh, thank you. That That is yeah, what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't feel... Uh, I didn't give myself license to have that emotion of not feeling that the relationship was working, right? And it took me like a couple of years to even figure out that that's what had happened. Um, mm. So so like sometimes, you know, things, uh, it is hard for us to understand our emotions in the moment and to like behave in the right way. And it takes a while to figure it out. That's real. Yeah, I, that's, I think something that is that happened to me a lot was just like, oh, I generally feel bad. Could it be this relationship? No, 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 no. Couldn't possibly be this relationship. Like I wouldn't, yes, I I, I was like, no, no, no. If we just make some changes, or the, you know, like I, I, I would let things mo- go on for for too long without kind of admitting to myself or understanding that it was really just better for it to be over. Um, now, the other thing that she and this is the last thing we'll talk about. She she talked about a breakup is a chance to rewrite your future. Uh, I didn't realize this until literally the last breakup before I then met my husband where I was like, wait a second, what if it's just better for me to be single than to be with someone that it's not right for me to be with at like my, it's my future will be okay. I just had this like just warm glowing feeling of relief of realizing that my future will be okay. Even if it is Because it's better for me to be happy on my own than to be unhappy with someone. And I had that just like huge realization about my future. And that let me, that released all of this weird pressure I had of like meeting someone and who's the right person and oh my God, and I just want to, you know, be with someone and all that. Um, and, and it like kind of let me rewrite my future. I feel a little bit. Did you guys ever have an aha moment? About I had one sort of so I had like a really long term boyfriend from high school and then we broke up in college. That was like my big breakup. And then I dated like four guys back to back to back to back, like just the same, basically the same person, different flavors of the same person, all Tauruses, if anyone cares. <laughs> and um, weirdly, and at the end of that string, I met the person who is now my husband. But in that string, when I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to date people and like, fuck it, I'm just going to have a good time. And like, I don't need to be stressed out. I'm young and cool. And I play organized sports with 
co-ed groups. Like, I'm in New York City. I have friends like Nagin. I'm going to go into this bar and have a good time. And as soon as I, like, let go of this idea of, like, wanting to be in a relationship, like what you're saying, and being like, I'm just going to do me and be a babe. Because I was 24, so I really thought I was hot shit. I met my husband and now I'm old and washed. So I do feel like there's this like thing of like, which is how I always point, think of you, you Tracy, like, is just old and washed. Yeah. Th- that's, that's how many people think of me. Uh, my brother likes to call me washerwoman. So it's fine. For the record, because you can't um, see your face, she's like gorgeous and young. So, anyways, that's why it's hilarious <laughs> that I said that. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, I just think, I think to what you're saying is like, at a certain point after a breakup, you have to decide if you're going to feel shitty or if you're going to grow for- go forward and grow and blossom into your hot babe 24-year-old yes. self. Whether you're 24 or 49 or 72, you have to have your like bad bitch yes, moment. Yes, you have to have that bad bitch And then bitch you'll find moment. whatever you're yes, looking I for. Yes, I love that. Um, folks, tell me, did you have your bad bitch blossoming moment? Are you waiting for it? Is this your time? I'm into it. Hit me up uh, on, uh, on are you going to pay a bunch of money to use one of these breakup services? I'm so curious. You could just pay me $275 and crazy. I will be your there friend. There we go. Oh, there we go. There it <laughs> Virtually. is. Um, <laughs> all right. What I would really love at this moment is for people to find out how to follow the two of you's Adam Conover. Where do they do that? Oh, you can find me anywhere. You get your social media at Adam Conover, um, except Mastodon. I haven't created an account there yet because um, <laughs> I can't pick an instance. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm making YouTube videos now. Uh, you can find those uh, under the Adam Conover there. And please listen to my podcast. Factually, I interview a different amazing expert every single week. Uh, get it wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. Please check out everything that Adam does because it's just fun. It's smart. It's insightful. Uh, he always Thank makes you. things great. Tracy Thomas, where do we find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at the Stacks Pod and on Twitter at the Stacks Pod underscore. You can find me at thestackspodcast.com. You can find the Stacks wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's me. I don't know. Shows out every Wednesday. It's a podcast about books. We have a book club every month. It's a great time. It's not nerdy. Well, it's nerdy, but in a good way, not in an exclusive or patronizing way. (laughs) And that is the end of the show, you guys. It's been such a wonderful year with the Fake the Nation audience. Thank you so much for all of your support, uh, for everything, uh, for for all of the posts and DMs and emails. Uh, Thank you so much for being in touch with me. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm so, so grateful to all of you. I want to thank the wonderful people that make this show a possibility. That's our fantastic producer, Andrew McGuire, our wonderful audio engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, everyone at HeadGum who makes the show possible. Our theme music was written by Gabi Alter. And don't forget to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad for bonus episodes of the show and to support the show uh, and hit me up on any of the things you can email me through my website you can DM me on uh, any of the social medias um, we love to hear from you and we will be back in your earballs next week that was a headgum podcast <laughs>